Come chat with Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Sea Chats, episode 117, my friends. And it's another redo time. Y'all want to redo? Yeah. 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 Let's, let's pick apart from the past and let's get ourselves up to date on getting started. Just get that business going. I know we have a lot of great advice on how to get started, what you need, all that good stuff. So let's start discussing. Yeah. Like what's the first thing you do? And this is applicable to consignment sellers, resellers, anybody kind of in this space. We are talking very general today. Like first step, what do you do? I know what I would do first. What would you do? I'd pick a name for my business. Okay. Samantha, what would you do? Well, that is, now that I think about it, that is the first thing I did with my business was pick a name because that's fun. So (laughs) I know that we have advice because we've discussed this before for the two of you, because I'm with your businesses, although we're together on C-Chats, we all own that. But with your businesses of reselling consignment, when you picked your name, what were the important things that you looked at while picking your name? What things did you consider while trying to decide your name? First thing, first thing before anything, any name you pick needs to be available on all platforms, the domain name, the Instagram, the TikTok, even if you are not going to use all of these, go and make sure it is available if you are considering it. If it's not available, find something else. Yeah. Selling with Samantha is a realtor somewhere in America, not consignment. Yep. I tried (laughs) (laughs) because selling with Samantha was already taken. I went with sorting with Samantha. I stayed with sorting with Samantha because the, the biggest thing I wanted when I started sorting with Samantha was to make sure that people understood what I was, what my business was. You want to have something that's descriptive, but also short. Some people try to go crazy and add everything that they're doing and that can pigeonhole them into certain categories or certain things. You want it, you want to find that balance between being open to pivoting and and moving your business where you need it to be, but also descriptive enough so people understand what you're, what you're doing. Yes. I mean, that's, that's a really good point is have like, for me, I have the word consignment in mind because I do consignment and that is the primary thing I do with my business. So it's, but it's a really long word. Mm -hmm. Consignment is a really long word. Like in retrospect, maybe using something with maybe conchi consigns instead of conchi consignment, because the other thing is when you get your domain name and People have to type it in. Are they understanding what you are saying mm-hmm. so that they can type it in? Is it easy to find? Is You know, all of those things. Because I end up having to spell Conchi every single time. And pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing you probably don't have to spell sorting with Samantha. Nope. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Right. But that being said, I started that as an organizing business mm-hmm. and then pivoted to selling. It, it 
grew into a whole separate business. I do not organize anymore. So then I had to add a tagline because selling with Samantha was taken. I couldn't just pivot and move over to a new name. And I already had an audience on many platforms and levels. So I added a tagline of consignment made easy. It's on all of my logos and it's, it really helped refocus it. So sorting is helping you sort through your things to sell them and get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taglines. Are and I'm not, you know, I'm no longer in Concha Hawkin. So my, my business is named after the town I started in, but uh, the branding had already taken place and people recognized it. So I did not. Uh, feel the need to change it yeah so So getting started you pick a name make sure it's relevant to what you're doing but don't make it too relevant if you are a clothing seller you want to talk you want to have it relevant to the selling part of it but not necessary just clothes or not just kids clothes or you want to make sure that it stays open in case you need to expand or pivot but still focus on some sort of selling or something that you're doing with that. Good advice. Strong advice. All right. So you've gone through those steps and you've got your name and you know, you've got your platforms. Not only did you make sure they were there, but you went ahead and snagged them all. Like do the work, snag them, just do get it. them, open yeah. them. Even if you don't start anything with them, get them. So they're yours. Get them, get yes. them, get them. I, so have a TikTok. I don't post TikToks, but I have a TikTok for someday yeah. if I do. All right. Mm-hmm. So you get all that done. Then what's next? What else we need to do to get started? Like I would probably have been, if I had started this on my own, the kind of person that really overwhelmed myself and thought I needed all my ducks and my backup ducks, Samantha, in a big <laughs> row before I could even just start this. Is that true? No, you can yeah. jump it right into things and... <laughs> not be fully prepared. You overthink things. Uh, You think about your ducks and you should be prepared to a certain level. However, you don't necessarily need backup ducks. You can have them. They don't have to be in a row. And you do at some point just need to start. You just need to do it. Um, Knowing what you want to sell is great. And, but I think my first thing that comes to mind is start with what's around you. Any type of reselling business, whether you're going to do consignment or not, you're going to want practice. You're going to want to start with what is around you. Everything in your house can be for sale. You can just start walking around, seeing what you really need. Taking things from your husband's garage works great, but... But yeah, this is the point where people get stuck, right? I have my name, I reserved it, and now I have analysis paralysis I can't like where do I go oh wait I want to do this or this isn't set and maybe I don't have my mission statement maybe I don't have my goals maybe I don't even know where I want to sell whether it's in person in a brick and mortar or online maybe I don't even know that and I I don't know what to do I, I just I feel like I have to have it all planned out because why because I don't want to fail Right. That's the biggest thing. Scared to fail. Fear of failure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fear of failure. But it is as simple as getting one, even if you're planning on starting when I opened, um, after I got my name and reserved all my platforms and everything with my name, uh, before I opened the brick and mortar, I started online. 
I put, you know, 10 things up there. Like I got the ball rolling. Well, it started with one thing, honestly. It started with one thing. Do you guys want to know what that one thing was? Yeah, I, I want to know either of you actually have any idea what this was. Uh, it is a carnival. You ever see like when you go to like the circus, a carnival, they have the hot dog, they're red metal hot dog like you steam the, the buns in one side yep. and you have the hot dogs boiling or steaming in the other mm-hmm. yep yeah one of those that's the first thing that i Very, sold through the business that's the Very. first thing that con she consignment put up and sold that's the first thing yep wow yep wow. pretty weird well first no, i have that for my daughter's question. birthday party but uh <laughs> then i sold it <laughs> love it Love it. Then you went from there. Go ahead. Grab grab a test item. I started on Facebook. I just started putting things on my personal Facebook page. And Mm. then, and that was even before I picked a name and did whatever. And I was just selling stuff around and it caught on. So I asked people, okay, should I keep doing this? What's a good name? What are some ideas? What are we? And then it flourished from there, but just pick an item and roll with it. Start. Yeah. See what happens. Because it's, it's kind of exciting. Because then the things come up. Then you have your list. You have your your ideal customer, your mission statement, your all these things that you know you need to work on. But then they come up and it starts to flow as to what is truly a priority in the order that you should get them done. Because immediately people are thinking, I need a, an agreement, a consignment agreement. I need it. Well, that might come. That might come later. You this It will start flowing as to the priority of what you need. Yeah. Just try it. Just put some, it can be very right. like addictive and you're going to find out like just taking that first step. I'm going to slight edge it. I'm going to put a plug in here for our book Ooh. club because it is life changing. Uh, the slight edge is you don't have to have your plan all laid out and you don't have to have a plan to get to the finish line. Your plan is your next step. I mean, you can have a visualization of the finish line, but really the plan and the important part is you take that first step. And you're going to find out things along the way. So when you have a plan that is laid out in such detail, you take away your ability to pivot. So let's say I, you know, go in and I have this great plan. I'm going to sell clothing and, um, you know, I'm going to focus on vintage clothing. And you start doing that and you put the first item or two up and you're like, I hate doing vintage clothing. This is really annoying. This is not for me. I like it, but not to sell. And when you spend too much time planning and and putting all that out there and all those details, it makes it very hard to pivot. So just, just test the waters just and see what you like. That's what I love because like Samantha said, you start from home, you get to test those, you get to test, Mm -hmm. you've got children, you can see how you like listing and selling children's clothes, women's, men's hard goods. You know, do you want to sell artwork? Do you want to sell a lamp? Do you want to get into boxing up and selling fine China? Um, You know, that's all stuff that you can figure out before any large investment monetarily or um, your time. Yeah. Don't, don't get a warehouse full of stuff before you've ever listed or done anything with this stuff. You, you don't want to sit there and have to begrudgingly work through all of it when you don't even like it. 
And then yeah. not only that, but when you start from home, you find yourself feeling better because you're getting clutter out of your house. All right. So you're going to start with yourself. Let's think of some more necessities for getting yourself started in this business. Like I can think of necessary products that you need, um, which are very few when you're starting. You can graduate to the bigger and the better, but hmm. you know, when you start, what do you really need when it comes to equipment? If you're going to minimum, start? I think you need a phone these days, you need a phone. And I think everybody pretty much has a phone um, that you can snap pictures with and upload photos. You need yep. a phone. Uh, what yeah. else? Scale. You need a scale away for shipping unless mm -hmm. you're selling on Poshmark unless you decide to start there so I mean there are ways around it like if you don't have I would say bare minimum you need a phone and you can figure out ways to get started with just a phone and now with the QR codes if you're doing shipping you don't even have to print labels like when we first started I was going through packing tape galore because I was printing out on paper cutting it out and then taping packing tape all over it to seal it to the box. Um, you know, and that, that was the way we started because that was what we had at that time. Now I look and think, gosh, think of the money we would have saved back then with that QR code, just go on in and scan and. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's what I used. So I had started using my previous employer's printer <laughs> and printing them there and then when I left that position, I was using QR codes because I did not want to get an inkjet printer or anything. I know that they don't last very long and you got to buy ink and there's always something wrong with them. And I don't like wasting the time with those. Thermal printers then were quite expensive. You can get cheap ones now, but not a necessity because those QR codes Let's so back easy. it up a second, guys. Let's explain what QR codes, if somebody is listening to this yeah. and they're like, I don't even, what, what do you mean a QR? Like, what do we mean a QR code? And what so, does that have to do with shipping? So multiple platforms give you the option to print a label. If you have a printer, you can print the label and purchase everything, get the discounts on their platform and, and do everything you need to do there. Um, eBay for one, you, because going to the post office and paying retail can be really hard. Um, or you can choose to use a QR code. So that is a code that they will email to you and it will pop up on your phone. So you can bring it in and just have the post office scan the code or under the QR code would also be a number. And I would just take each package and write that number on there. So when I brought my packages to the post office, they would type in the number the post office prints the label and they put it on there and you're good to go. You get the shipping discounts through the platform and the tracking and everything is already done, but you don't have to have a physical printer. So literally you're putting a, the code, you're writing a code in what Sharpie on your yep. box. Yep. And you just go they slap the label shop. on top of it. That is pretty that's pretty amazing if you easy, don't have easy. a printer. Yeah. Easy, yep. easy. Yeah. And if you get if you get too many, I would also put a zip code because then the post office will confirm and make sure that's the correct package. So I'd have the six-digit QR code, and then I would have uh, the destination zip code. So they would type it in, and they'd say, is this going to 
Ohio, whatever the number is. And I'd say, yep, that's the right one. Here you go. And it was a way to double check and make sure things didn't get mixed up that way too. Nice. Well, Molly, I cut you off with your scale suggestion because I didn't, I think you can get started without a scale. You but can. second you scale up, that's probably your first investment. You know, and here's the thing about a scale. I know people that use their kitchen scale. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. buy a new scale if you've got a kitchen scale because you weigh your food. Mm-hmm. I got to say, I bought many a kitchen scale and I really never weighed my food. <laughs> that just takes too much time in the end. But just get one of those little scales, you know, we'll link some of our favorites up here, but they're not big price. They're easy to carry around. Samantha's got the same one I have. That's my baby. I love it. It's pretty. And this was what, less than $20. I've had it for probably seven years. I don't even think I've ever changed the batteries in it. And I use it every day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, not, and I, your point about selling on Poshmark, I don't think they offer QR codes. I believe it's just eBay and Mercari right now. So okay. they would still need a printer if they were going to yeah. do that, I believe. Yeah. Okay. All right. So and you need- check out our episode on, on platforms and we will be doing an update to that episode shortly. But if you're just getting started and you need a little advice, you can always hop in the consignment chats community if you're not sure where to start or what might work best for you because you will get a whole host of opinions and different people that have different things to get started. So yeah. so that brings me to my next getting started point. What is it? Same. Pick one platform. Thank you. It thank doesn't you, matter. Thank you. Thank you. It doesn't matter which one it is. It doesn't matter what your niche is. It doesn't matter what your demographic you're shooting for. None of that. Pick one master that platform everybody has different preferences we uh, the three of us like listing on completely separate platforms Mm -hmm. there's different things that we like or dislike about each one and everybody is different every business is different but pick one and master it before you sign up for another one but i want to post everywhere but i want a lot of eyeballs on my items you will be so overwhelmed and you will not be able to focus on any of them and it will just end up being less eyeballs on any of them because you're trying to do too many things at once and it will cause shipping errors it will cause inventory errors it will cause so many things because you're trying to juggle too much. I know this from experience. I was just going to say, how do you know this, Samantha? (laughs) You go and you sign up for all of them because you want to make sure that you have your closet name reserved on Poshmark. And you want to make sure you have your eBay store name reserved on eBay. And you want to make sure you're signed up for all of them. But I have an Etsy. I do not have anything listed on Etsy. That is something I plan for summer slowdown. I do want to eventually add them. I have FOMO because I know several people that are do really well on Etsy, but I know that I cannot handle that right now. And I have already too many things going on and that would not do justice to my Etsy store or my other platforms because I would take away from them trying to learn Etsy. So one at a time and build as you go. Yeah. Start focused, focused, yeah. and you will have a million different people coming at you with a million different Oh, you should be over here. I know. I know. I've fallen victim to this. Just check out my whatnot video (laughs) if you need to, or listen to my many rants about Poshmark, but you will have people say, oh, I do really well over here. Or, oh, you should try this or everybody's doing this, but trust us. It is the focus 
will get you where you want to go and getting your process solid and just focusing is. We always say, like Samantha was saying, just pick one, anyone that feels right by you. But Mm -hmm. I always love to throw in there. I mean, we all love eBay. eBay, we're, we're big eBay people because I think one of the big reasons is because your reach is global. So you've got so many people out there that can find your items without you having to market those items. But I always feel like, and I know we've said this before, if you're starting brand new, get somebody to help you watch Mm -hmm. some of our episodes, start with eBay. People get so scared of eBay, but if you master eBay, number one, the others are a cakewalk. Yeah, right. I, that's the, that's the truth, and it's encouraging because I mean I don't know about for you, Samantha, but for me when I list something and I'm on quite a few different platforms, but it's most likely going to sell on eBay. And if you're just starting out, you want sales because it's encouraging, it's validating, it feels good. That cha-ching is a beautiful thing. Such a good feeling when that happens, right? Yeah. And it's one of the hardest ones. So if you can master that one with the shipping policies and the different things that seem so intimidating when you're started, but we're here to help. There's lots Mm -hmm. of help out there, lots of resources. When you master those things, the other ones are so easy to add on later on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's what I always say. Like if I was starting fresh on my own, because I started under Libby and luckily for me, she was only doing eBay back then. The Poshmark wasn't around when we first started. I had to learn eBay right off the bat. And I know people think it's scary, but y'all, if I can do it, you can do it. It really isn't that difficult. It really isn't. It just... I don't know. Anyway, I could go on for that forever and ever and ever. <laughs> and there's there are so many resources. I mean, it does have the biggest audience. This sounds like a commercial for eBay, but really <laughs> we will support you wherever you want, whatever you choose and whatever is right for you. But these are just our thoughts on it. But um, there are so many resources out there to, to help you. Like we are a resource. There are many, many resources. Uh, there's the eBay university where you can step through the programs. They have a large community as well. Uh, there's just, there's just a lot of help you can get as you need it. Yep. So let's take a minute, make sure everybody has liked this video. Make sure you subscribe to our channel, hit that little bell. That way you get all the updates as we redo these and we walk you through different steps. You can go back and have our channel to view other episodes. And we also have always linked our community down below. So if you are liking this conversation, you want to ask more questions, you want to see what's going on there, make sure to join that. The community is the place to do it. Our free community of support. Um, Okay, I'm going to go back to the items because we were talking about a scale and about shipping and the QR code, but you got to get some shipping supplies, mm-hmm. right? I mean, what are you going to ship it in? Advice, so, shipping supplies. <laughs> a lot of people don't like my answer in the reselling community. Because Ooh, I, oh, it's controversial. Oh my God. Oh, oh I like it. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't Do be. this. I don't pay for boxes. I don't pay for uniform, wonderfully shaped, know what the size is every time stuff. I think that's phenomenal. I also don't sell uniform, same shaped stuff. So I don't know why that's such an issue. (laughs) 
who would have an issue with that? Yeah. I, I definitely, definitely utilize the free supplies through the post office because USPS has tons of priority things, the bubble mailers yep. and things like that, that if you are shipping things that are over a pound, you can definitely get free supplies there. Let them spend their money on that. It gets shipped right to your door, USPS.com, super easy. Also, reach out to people around you. My family members are constantly saving bubble wrap and Amazon boxes mm -hmm. and all of their things for me. And I can't go to a family function or without a week here where people are not dropping things off. <laughs> Second or third or whatever number I'm on. Um, my, I have a cousin that owns a hair salon. I never in a million years would have thought that she would be my greatest supplier of boxes and packing supplies, but holy moly, that reminds me, I have to go pick some up today. <laughs> Can we talk about this before? Cause I was saying, cause my mom yes. had a hair salon and they were the best boxes I have ever. They're, they're awesome. They're so sturdy. They have yeah. to, they have to be shipped like with heavy bottles of shampoo and things inside of them. Mm -hmm. So they're very sturdy. Uh, they come with tons of packing paper and things and smaller boxes inside because they individually pack so many things. Um, they're, yeah, they're just fantastic. Also, they have all the labels on them because a lot of them are liquid. And so you can just, you can either cover them and not use that part. Or if you are shipping something that needs to be shipped ground and have that it's already on there. Ta-da, right? It's right there. So, all right. So, gosh, I, I might get heat for this, but I, yeah, I also will use whatever boxes. And if I don't feel like turning them inside out and it says whatever the brand is, let's say it's Matrix Shampoo or whatever brand of box it is, I do not, I mean, I'll cover up barcodes and stuff, but sure. I'm not turning that box inside out. I'm getting the item to my customer in a safe manner and effective manner. It, it don't look pretty when it gets there sometimes. Yep. Sometimes it really doesn't look pretty and I'll scribble a little note. Thank you for uh, understanding that we reuse our reuse packaging or something like that. Thank you for using this sustain, sustainable business. Right. Yeah. I mean, it even gives you stickers for that sometimes. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. I got some with my free shipping supplies last quarter. My, so I use that to cover, um, less savory parts of a box. It's great. Yep. Love it. See, so I've never done twice. Amazon package with an eBay item in it. Oh, I've done it. I don't think oh, twice yeah. about okay. what's on the package. I don't, I just, I mean, I just use it. It yep. just is what it is. And y'all, I've dumpster dived for boxes. If you go like behind your UPS stores, they will get rid of a bunch of boxes because they do Amazon returns and all. So they get a bunch of boxes that they throw back there and they get some really good shapes that you don't normally find anywhere. So every now and then when we're driving near, I'll say to Nick, let's turn and go and we'll pull and they get the nice like substantial like bubble wraps and the ones that you can put like a cylinder inside of that are real thick bubble air air pads yep. and so we stock mm. up on that but I'm like salivating over that like auto body too. else fails and I've done this one time and that's all it took I will not do it again probably for another year if you are on the next door app with your surrounding area <laughs> And you put a shout out for boxes and packing materials, mm -hmm. it comes out like crazy. I mean, I did it one time. 
I had people not even contacting me. I would just walk outside and there'd be a mountain of stuff out there. Yep. And you literally, like, I had to go back in the comments, and go, thank you. I'm good now. Got plenty, no more, you know, it, but I love it because you're recycling that stuff. I mean, yeah. it's wonderful. And I'm like, Samantha, I still do the free um, supplies from USPS and I keep those on a shelf because there are times you need those. You need a padded flat rate or a um, the other priority paid flat rate that's already mm -hmm set on price you need those i mean there are times yeah. you're gonna need them but their shoe boxes are fantastic there's yeah. there's there's certain things i have a whole stack of certain things that i stay stocked stocked in here i also buy poly mailers i have pretty purple ones yep. and clothing is super easy for that um i specifically look for mismarked ones like you can search on on amazon or shipping hip or ebay for mismarked so the pattern is not exactly how they should be nobody knows nobody cares they Ooh, how's the price on those is it do. significantly different i've they're never heard usually, of this they're usually discounted they can so you can still get the pretty ones if you have fomo about not having pretty little packaging but mm. uh, but they're quite cute they're quite yeah. cute yeah. we'll link those up in the Mid comments below we'll, we'll hit you up yeah with yeah because that is one thing if you're doing clothing um that you yeah. probably do need to purchase at some point are poly mailer bags i mean those are you can start with just a couple of sizes but mm -hmm. that's that's something you definitely yeah if you and if in. you're really strapped like you're just starting out like zero you want to put zero in uh in the beginning amazon you you can get some of those to just get you started get you over the hump but i mean if i i would spend 10 bucks on having a couple of poly mailers available for clothing if that's what you're doing it'll yep. save you a lot of headache yeah. I'm all about like putting nothing in yeah. until you've earned it. I'm all about like, if you come to me and you say, oh, I'm going to get a pallet. I got a really good deal. And you're just starting. I I'm not part of that hustle culture that is like, all right, you know, well, you can put it on your credit card. Like I'm all about starting with what you have, like start where you are with what you have and you know, for me, I'm going to talk about my, my Rolo printer. So I wanted a thermal printer and I, I would not purchase one until I'd earned enough through the yeah. business extra income to purchase it. And what I did was I parted out two of my old printers that were broken. One, somebody consigned, one was mine. Uh, I parted them out and I used the proceeds from that to pay for my new printer. So Please do not go out and buy anything, please. Do so I made mine a goal to earn it that I, when I got to X amount of money that I had, was able to do the things my earnings were to pay for in the house, the family, but I got my extra money, which I called Molly's mission money. I still called that to the point where I had, could buy it plus still have leftover money in there, I was going to earn it. And let me tell you, and I'm sure you felt this way with your parting, when you get to that point and you're doing it the other way and you're fine, everything's good. I mean, I did the paper tape way yep. for years, years, mm -hmm. and didn't think twice about it. But when you set that as your goal and you get there, that is such like a good feeling like you earned it, you busted butt, you did what you needed to do in your business and you earned this Rolo printer and your life 
is totally different now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you don't know it beforehand. Like you're fine with what you're doing, but yeah, set it yeah. as a goal. Make it that carrot that you hang up there that I'm going to get X amount in sales and I'm going to earn this baby. You know? And you would appreciate it. You'll appreciate it even more. I did the same thing with my MacBook. Like I, yeah, definitely definitely don't be investing money. Uh, Make sure you can recoup it. And one of the cool things about if you're a reseller is you can always add consignment to your business because it is zero down. You are, you've gone through the stuff in your house, let's say, and you don't want to invest in, you know, you don't want to do retail arbitrage. You don't want to, you don't, maybe you don't even have the money to go to the bins and do shopping. You can zero down, zero investment take consignment and sell it and you pay the person out when it sells. So move from your house to your family members' houses, move from them to their neighbors' houses, move from them to the people that sit next to you in your pew at church or your kid's soccer team, or, and the next thing you know, you've got all this free inventory that is crazy, crazy. (laughs) However, I think at that point, before getting into that point, you do need to come up with your consignment agreement. I was just going to say, so before you take on clients, and I know it's super scary and people are like, there's got to be more to this. I need more information. We have a sample consignment agreement and set one up for yourself. Libby preaches this all the time in our community (laughs) and I absolutely love it. And yeah, set one, set one up for yourself. Try to figure out your, your spreadsheet and how you're going to keep track of things and just set, set things aside. Say, okay, I have this stack of books. Those are going to be consignment, figure out your, your terms and do all that as a test before you reach out to friends and family. And before you take that leap. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So wait, don't I need software if I'm going to take on like a consigner? Don't you need what? Software, software. yeah, no way, everybody man. can get a notebook. You can start yes. with it. You don't even need a computer. Like you said, get a smartphone. You have your phone and a notebook. And there's these things called pens. Actually, probably use a pencil. You're going to do some erasing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, I mean, the same thing goes with software. I feel the same way about right. that as I felt about everything else. I said, you build up to that. and make sure your business can support it. We want to see you succeed. We want to see you be able to, you know, make money, succeed and make money. I have a question, Samantha. Okay. Let's go to the notebook idea. Like what would that look like if you started with consigners in a notebook? Like what would that look like? I, I would start with like either one single notebook per consigner or a multi-subject one so they're divided and I would literally just put their name at the top and start taking when they when they bring me stuff I would start taking inventory on what each item was and then maybe what I was pricing it for online and then what it sold for and the date like that's that's all you need to get started a date and what it sold for so that way you can keep track of this person I sold this x amount of money this is what I'm keeping this is what I'm giving them and that's that's it I started with notebooks and then I moved it to um, an Excel spreadsheet or a Google, a Google spreadsheet. And then as you build and as you build, you can go on to, to bigger and, and different things, but you, you don't need to do any of that just to start out. 
we don't recommend you do any of that starting out. No. Yeah. I, <laughs> no. I agree. Like I am so like, like with the role, with the thermal printer, I'm so grateful for my consignment software and like, so appreciate consign cloud and everything it does for my business, but I would never tell somebody to jump into the business and purchase anything until your business can support it. Yeah, no, we, we use wonderful software, consign cloud. Amazing. List perfectly. Fantastic. Yeah. You're starting with one platform. You don't even need that though. Like I didn't use them for a long time until you expand and you do things. And then we will be here to explain all of it to you and help you with it. We will hold your hand. (laughs) One step at a time. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right. Anything else you can think of for somebody starting out? We've talked about the shipping supplies. We've talked about how to get your inventory without having to put money in. If you are somebody that wants to put money in, my advice is separate that out. If you don't want to open a whole bank account, keep that somewhere in a safe and an envelope. Start with your base money. And when you go out shopping, once you get to the end, you can't shop again until you've built that back up. And that means you got to sell it and earn it back and then go at it again, whether you're going to yard sales or the bins or wherever. Um, don't, don't, don't get into credit cards with that Mm-mm. because it's so easy to get yourself in such a big hole. And that's how I started because I do, I do consignment and I do reselling because I like to go out and source, which I've said on many episodes. The way <laughs> <Yeah>. I- <laughs> Shocker. The way I started (laughs) was literally with an envelope that said Molly's mission money. And it started with a hundred dollars. And so I would take that and go to yard sales and get what I wanted. And then the next thing I know, I built it up to $200 and that was my base. And so that's how I built it up and did not get into credit cards. I kept it cash because it was in my face, what I could and couldn't do as I moved on. So there you have it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this seems like so easy. I almost want to like start another business from scratch and do everything the exact right way. No, no you no, cannot. All right. You can <laughs> help somebody else who's listening, Libby, but no, you are not allowed. <laughs> you All right. Anybody out there, if I can live vicariously through you and start from the beginning, hop into our free community on Facebook and, and let me help you, please. Let me help you. <laughs> We love community questions about business names and what your niche should be and logos. Oh my God, I love Oh, I love logos. Which is not something you have to worry about in the very beginning. That is not a getting started thing. That is not. But when you get there, we like them. (laughs) (laughs) I love a good logo. Love a good logo. I do have one more thing for getting started. Oh, yeah. Okay. The expense part, we're very frugal. We talk about not spending a lot of money. But you also need to think about, you keep track of every time you go to the post office, keep, have, have another notebook for things like your mileage mm-hmm. and any receipts that you have for things that you, you know, the, the $17 scale that you bought or the batteries that you had to get for testing an item, things like that. Keep track of it because you don't want to scramble at the end of the year. Even if you don't make money your, your first year around, it's just, you're, you're building and you're starting and you do need to keep track of that because you don't want to be three years into it, making the money that you've wanted to make with it. And the IRS goes, well, where were you the last three years? This doesn't make any sense. 
Yeah. It can be as simple as like a manila fold or an envelope, like just someplace you, you put your, just someplace you just get in the habit of it. It's a great habit to get started right from the beginning Yep. and keep it simple. Something you'll do. All right, y'all, this has been some good, sound, solid advice. And I can see why it gets Libby excited and she wants to start another one because <laughs> that was some good, sound, solid advice. So if you're on the fence, we're here to help you step off and get yeah. off the fence. And one of the things I took away from Lisa Palooza is the difference between zero and one is probably the greatest distance you're going to travel because it is the difference between standing still and being in motion. That difference from zero to one is, is huge. It's yep. huge. You can do it. We're here for you. Just get in motion. Yeah. Right. Love it. <laughs> if you are listening to all of this and you're like, oh, well, you guys sell online and that's not what I want to do. I want to have a store. I want to have Libby and Molly have brick and mortar experience. We also have a collaboration going with Sarah Marshall from Four Corners mm. and she is in our community. We are doing episodes and, and things with her. So definitely join that community, ask questions. And we have lots of brick and mortar owners and experience yep. in there that we can share with you as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you thought of that. I'm glad you put that in there. <laughs> yes, because we will have both. And then we have people that like to do hybrid and like to do a little of both. We yeah. got you covered. We got you yeah. covered. Give us your questions so we can answer them. Yep, I agree. We love to. We love to talk, y'all, in case you didn't know. <laughs> I don't think they understand that. We love to talk. <laughs> we could do this all day, but we can't because we got work to do. So ladies, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Joining Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us on consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, join our free private Facebook community.